We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you yep. ever partake in that? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> you like, hey, want to dance? Yeah, more or less. You're never going to see these people My again. watch is a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> it says boobs. <laughs> Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sanson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Mr. Liz wants to stretch out like it's a therapy session. I'm used to working with professionals mm-hmm. like Amelia. And I'm used to being in a in a big lazy boy gamer chair. So <laughs> if but I can't sit like that, then I get very tired. Gramps loves Mr. Liz, especially lately. So don't tell Amelia because she'll be jealous. It's because it's getting um, colder out and he's no longer overheated. That's true. He's like, I, I want to sit on the warm person. And Mr. Liz is a great person to siphon <laughs> body heat from. I, um, I run hot for sure. <laughs> Um, Amelia couldn't record this week, so Mr. Liz is um, subbing in for her, which I appreciate. Even though I've been giving you such a hard time for the last five minutes. It's okay. You're you're in pain. Uh, Yeah, I have a pinched sciatic nerve, um, so it's just been an interesting week so far. Um, And if any of you have ever had a pinched sciatic nerve, I'm really sorry, because that shit sucks. But... Shout out to Reddit user Hellbucket for posting the answer to why the mic was buzzing. Yeah, um, apparently, so sometimes the mics are buzzing and typically I can like, it'll go away or I can edit around it, but it was not working and it's because my laptop was plugged into the charger. So if any of you are ever like, why does my mic sound bad? That's a hack. If I don't know how many people who listen also have a podcast, but. The more you know. <laughs> The more you hoe is do, what we do, like to say do, here. Do. Um, I just had something kind of like, it's not wild to share, but something that I was just kind of surprised that was like said to me. So, or not said to me, said to a friend for legal reasons. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I have no idea what you're about to it's, tell me. It's not like uh, crazy or anything. I'm, I was just like, I can't believe that my friend is being told this right now. So 
um my friend uh, uh your friend that's totally not you yeah absolutely not me <laughs> um works somewhere where uh uh I don't, I don't know if i should dox my my friend right now um okay a, has a place of work someone on the leadership team at this company where my friend works said to my friend that uh, they should use a model for an upcoming photo shoot that was perfect because she was just so plain and didn't look, <laughs> she's just like a plain Jane, you know, just like middle of the road, nothing special about her. <laughs> this is a, a woman saying this to my friend. And my friend had no idea how to react to that. My friend was thinking. Uh, yeah, I love a mid, mid-looking bitch. <laughs> my friend was thinking like, I, I can't believe you're just putting down this person who you've worked with so many times and it's just like why do you, why is this a, a good reason to cast someone in a photo shoot if they're mid <laughs> and also like what a terrible thing to say like could you imagine if she heard that yeah. and then my friend's thinking that staring blankly into this uh like c-suite person's face the the woman was like yeah, I know that's what every woman wants to hear, right? You're just like, nothing special about you, nothing plain. But it's true. It's the case. It's just like, this is how she looks. That's so subjective. Yeah. And obviously this person is good looking enough to be a model and make money from it. I, absolutely. It just kind of shocked me that someone was so brazen like that. I don't know. Yeah. It is. Well, because like, I, I can't think of the last time I heard someone like talking about another person's looks yeah like i right. never hear like, the only time i hear something like that is like from someone who's like emotionally immature or uh, or it's just like a compliment or something like putting oh someone yeah that's down the only is, time it's like oh so that wild. they look really good yeah but i've never heard someone be like oh they look plain except really like, yeah you don't hear that in real life you only see like incels saying stuff like that yeah margot robbie hit a wall <laughs> people say that yeah <laughs> they're like the wall is so real oh my like, god that reminds me you ha you are balding at 22 please stop talking um one of my coworkers was talking to another coworker who's a dude about how much she liked mark margot robbie as an actor and then in my head i'm like i guarantee this guy's gonna be like oh wasn't she in wolf of wall street because she has the full front oh, naked scene everyone loves her in wolf of wall and street. literally as i'm thinking that he goes oh yeah she was in wolf of wall street right oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i think um i feel like wolf of wall street is like a red flag like if, if you it, like that movie if no if a man specifically really likes that mm, movie yeah I guess I'm curious, like, if a woman is like, I love Wolf of Wall Street. I like, think it's weird. I think if you say, I love Wolf of Wall Street, that's red flag. I mean, it's yeah, an enjoyable movie. True. It's it's a good romp. Yeah, it's a, f it's a fun watch, but yeah. I wouldn't be like, this is my favorite movie. Yeah, like, it, it, it's if you have that, a poster of that next to Drive and Fight Club in your <laughs> room, then you should run. Um, I remember when uh, Wolf of Wall Street came out when I was in college, and then I, like, it finally was available to stream, so that's how I watched it. Mm. But I just remember the worst kind of guy would not stop talking about Wolf of Wall Street. Like, Dude, let's get some some lewds. They were like let's a loaded on quaaludes. <laughs> they were like always business majors, and I'm like, we went to NAU. This is not. Oh, yeah. This they, school they is for like uh, burnouts. Yeah. 
They think they're on the stock exchange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing blow. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a blow scene. Hmm. I was not a part of it. I wasn't even aware of it until after I graduated. I was like, wait, people are doing cocaine here? <laughs> I can't even smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I never did coke in college. How how many times have you done coke? Uh, two. Once. Twice at the same party. <laughs> I don't know. Was that the same time that you also did ketamine? Yes. <laughs> It was a very small amount. <laughs> but it was enough, though, right? It was, just a, it was a little bit to be like, ooh, I see why people like this. I I was also on uh, Molly and had been drinking and smoking weed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I felt not great later. Yeah, that's fair. I'm also like, where... This is not the version of Mr. Liz that I have met. Yeah. The version of Mr. Liz. Cleaned my act up. <laughs> um, well, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is Twin Flames. What do you know about Twin Flames? Just what you told me last night, which is that it's just like a way for toxic people to justify being in a relationship with each other because it's like, oh, it's my twin flame. It's okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So the idea of Twin Flames is like, this is your other half. Um, this person understands you in a way that no one else understands you. That's like the idea of a twin flame. It's just like you feel. Is there like a popular example of that, of a known couple that potentially a fictional se- one seems like twin flames? Yeah. Or, oh, I guess a fictional couple would be like Ron and Hermione. I would not call them twin flames. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Amelia and Frank are twin flames. Okay. Do you get what I mean? Yep. When they're together, it's like... It's too much flame. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) It's like when you take one big lighter and you crank it all the way up, and then you take another big lighter and you crank it all the way up, and then you combine those, and And your friends are like, you need to stop doing this (laughs) in our apartment, please. That's very specific, Mr. Liz. Wait, can I go on a little... uh, uh, a detour whatchamacallit yeah a detour yeah what are they called though what's it uh tangent uh-huh you can go off on a tangent uh i used so you know those lighters that are like the really shitty ones that are clear like translucent plastic it'll be like purple or green or blue whatever you'll get it from the gas station it's oh, not yeah. a big one it's like you can see the liquid in there you can see the lighter uh-huh. fluid so like those typically have a little um little kind of switch on the front where you can turn the flame down, you can turn the flame up. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh, yeah. It, but it only changes it a little bit. But if you pop off that metal uh, guard thing on it, you can then use that little switch like a ratchet and just ratchet the flame all the way up. And you can make a like three, I'm not even kidding, like a two to three foot flame out of a lighter. And if you do it too much, what I found is that the gas little uh like first of all how did you discover this someone showed it to me i think it was probably like a some stoner um okay. but so my, my favorite thing to do would be to crank these all the way up and then just leave them around and then someone would go to light their bowl and it would just be like oh my god 
So. <laughs> Burning off people's yes, eyebrows? absolutely. Did you I, singe off anyone's eyebrows? I mean, I remember using one of these to hit a bull once and being like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, it got, you got, got you got yourself. Yeah. But one time I did it so much that the lighter valve was just like open. It was as if you were just holding down the button the entire time. And so I lit it and it just stayed lit. And we were like, well, what the fuck do we do with this now? <laughs> you, know, you just have this lighter just shooting out like a very tall flame. So we stuck it outside in a snowbank and watched it through the the window of the door. And then it just exploded. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it got so hot that it melted the plastic and the fuel caught and exploded. Well, good thing that like you had a snowbank you could put it in. This is why... Uh, this is why uh my friend said that i was a, a menace <laughs> yeah there was um I, I, so when i af when i met mr liz's college friends um i this was when i met them for the first time like in person and i was like so what are like some what was what was mr liz like in college and one of his friends i'm thinking that he's about to tell me like something kind of like quirky and funny and sweet and then he's like, he was an absolute menace. <laughs> he just started going through this laundry list of chaotic things that you would do. Well, what's funny is like... Like lighting off fireworks and handing them to people inside. And you're like, what do I do with this? I, what's funny is that like he's one of my few friends who just like... Pushing his buttons brings me so much joy. Just the way that he reacts to things, it's like, how can I not? So <laughs> I had friends who I like was very chill and calm with and normal and quirky, but man, just the, the, the reactions that I could get out of him, it's just too good. You, you're a man of multitudes. That's This is true. A Renaissance man for sure. <laughs> how would you describe how you are with me then? I mean, in general, I've uh, mellowed out You're quite a bit. You're less of a menace. Absolutely. So you, you see when I like to push your buttons, though. Like, That's true. You do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do you do it because you like how I react? Sometimes, yeah. Like stealing your pillow. You have always liked to steal my pillow, though. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um. Anyways, back to the twin flame conversation. So when Amelia and Frank are together, they just kind of seem like one being, if that makes sense. It's like they're an extension of each other, kind of. What are you? What are you thinking? Thinking about the big layers, <laughs> <laughs> like big flame, big flame, two flame, big flame. Big yeah. Flame okay. So that's the idea of a twin flame. Okay. And it's worked its way into kind of this like woo-woo culture of like your twin flame things are supposed to be a little difficult and you're you're in each other's lives to teach a lesson to each other it's like a karmic connection so that's also kind of like one of the beliefs of twin flames but then you get into this like twin flame lore essentially and um People are like, yeah, there's going to be times where like maybe you and your twin flame break up and the comments in like these videos or whatever are like me and my twin flame aren't talking right now. Like he just blocked me or whatever. And the reason I'm like talking to you about this now is um, I had been listening to a podcast that's literally called Twin Flames and it's about this couple, um, Jeff and Shalia. And they have a YouTube channel, and these they, people aren't hosting the podcast. It's the podcast is talking yeah, about. Yeah, the them. podcast is about them. Um, Jeff and Shalia started Twin Flames Universe, and it they started doing courses on how to fuck? teach people to find their twin flame. Oh boy! And it seems like innocuous enough. We of need like, to figure out a way to scam people like this. <laughs> <laughs> they it it. it the whole story was bananas like because this is just some little subgroup of people that you otherwise wouldn't even pay attention to and they've created their own little world and like covid was kind of a perfect storm for them Mm -hmm. to make this thing and um people are lonely mm -hmm. well and then people who are signing up for these courses to like meet their twin flame they're they're signing up to learn from this couple who are like, we're harmonious twin flames. Like we're so in love, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. That's then they're explaining do, how do they think that there is one twin flame, like one true love. Like you there's only one tw- twin flame for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, wild. and then they also think that like, sometimes you can have a false twin flame, oh, which just seemed like you an excuse. You to kill them then. <laughs> kill your false twin flame no they're supposed to prepare you for when you meet your real twin flame so um let let me tell you the story of twin flames universe um and this is everything i learned from this podcast so uh jeff and shalia like before they met and got married like they they interviewed jeff's old roommate from college and he was like yeah after like he met Shalia and they got married or whatever 
Um, they needed somewhere to live. And I was like, hey, you guys can rent out this area. Like you can rent out part of my house. Um, and they were like, okay. So they were living with this guy and, and Jeff like couldn't get a job. He was like, what, what, what's your job? Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I have a friend who's going to help me with land, like in a landscaping job. And then, um, he like quit on day one. Cause he's like, I don't have anything in common with those people. And his roommates like, well, yeah, like you're trying to do this, like soul searching type stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a lot in common with just like these regular, like landscaping dudes. <laughs> and so he quit on day one. And the guy was like, you're joking, right? Like this is, you need a job. You have to pay me rent. And then when he asked Shalia what she does, she was like, oh, I'm an artist. And then he was like, oh, so like what type of medium is your art? And she's like, I don't really know. So so then Jeff, like they do their little vlogs and he's like, I don't follow a traditional work path and like look at everything I have. And he was in this guy's office pretending like that was his house and his office. And finally, he's like, okay, I think I know what my job's going to be. And he posts on Facebook that um, physical ailments are a reflection of like something that is in your soul, like something that mm-hmm. you need to purge from your soul. Could so I maybe pay for a course to learn how to purge my soul? No, even better. So you could pay Jeff to um, heal you. Oh, fuck yeah. And so he listed out the prices. So, you know, if you have a headache, it's like $10 for him to get rid of your headache. And then $15,000 for him to cure your cancer. I f- 15K for kid. That's pretty, I feel like that's reasonable <laughs> for a cancer cure. <laughs> for Jeff to cure your cancer. Um, so then the guy kicks him out of his house. He's like, y- you got to go. Uh and then he, after they get kicked out, they start Twin Flames Universe and start doing these courses of how you can find your twin flame. And when they're talking about how they realized they were each other's twin flame, they talked about how they got into like a physical brawl Jesus with each Christ. other. And then the guy was like, Jeff's like, yeah. And I think at one point, like I, I had you pinned down. And then I was just like, if I, oh. if a man ever did that to me, like, I would be calling the police. So this is just the foot we're starting on in these courses. And now there are these people who are just like, they're lonely and they're trying to find their twin flame. And then they come to these classes and they have a discussion and they're like, yeah, I think this person's my twin flame. Like I have this, I, the second I met them, I just was overcome with this feeling and blah, blah, blah. And then um, they encourage them to like go after that person. They're like, go tell them how you feel then. So mm-hmm. then they'll go tell them how they feel. And then the person will be like, you're fucking oh, crazy. I, the, maybe not even that. They'll just be like, oh, I don't feel the same about you. So then they come back to the class and they're like, he said he didn't feel the same way about me. And then they're like, so you're just going to give up. So then they encourage these people to start, harassing the person they have a crush on and they're convincing them like they are your twin flame they're they're your soulmate you need you you just need to like tell them like we're twin flames and you need to get get it together buddy i want to hear 
uh someone's experience of like what it is to be like to be pursued by one of these people oh they they tell one (laughs) they do they have a story yeah so this guy was at this guy the guy this guy seems like he sucks too okay but um his this girl who was in the twin flames course met him at burning man and they dated for a while and um he i think they did he was like oh yeah our our camp at burning man this is a side note our camp at burning man they did like the nude sushi boards and Mm. i was just like that is disgusting because burning man is already kind of disgusting but it's this like windy desert and you have to bring this raw fish wait wait are you telling me you don't want your uh fresh fish on <laughs> a fresh desert fish on a uh a room temperature Some, person sunburnt yeah. dirty crusty a room uh, temperature wook, wook. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so tempting so anyways that's how they met i guess and they date for a while and they break up and then she is continuing to pursue him and he's like i don't want to date you like you're unhinged and she is in these classes behind the scenes like yeah and then um he blocked my phone number and then they're like so you're just gonna let him block your number or like like getting blocked was like winning an award to them they're like congratulations you've been blocked by your twin flame that's how you know they're your twin flame jesus christ so he like blocks her number. She is contacting him from other numbers. She's emailing him. She's leaving him voicemails. She's showing up to where he is. And even to the point where he was like traveling to Germany mm-hmm. and she went there and they like didn't cross paths, but like she was like, Oh, I'm seeing some of our mutual friends. And then he's like, I contacted them. And then they were like, no, we haven't like, we haven't talked to her at all. So then it gets to a point where he's at a club and she's there and he's talking and dancing with this girl. And she like is hovering around and like, won't leave them alone. And then the girl is trying to be nice. She's like, do you want some of my water? And then she like smacks the water bottle from her Mm -hmm. hand. And then the guy's like, I'm so sorry. This is really embarrassing. I'll buy you another water bottle. And like, is at the bar waiting for to get more water. And then she's like, that girl has chlamydia. And then he is like, there is no way that you would know that (laughs) first of all. And like, she give her chlamydia. Yeah. I'm like, how, who, are you just giving people chlamydia? So she's still following him around. And then he, um, somewhere in between this, he gets a, uh, what's it called? Chlamydia test? <laughs> no. Uh, when, when people aren't allowed to come near you. A restraining order? Yeah, he yeah. gets a restraining order against this woman. And then after this, he he's like, she's not even supposed to be around me. So he ends up calling the police and they take her to jail. <laughs> and and then she's in the classes like, she's like, yeah, I got arrested because, you know, he has this restraining order and then blah, blah, blah. And then Jeff's like, at first he's like, are you lying to me? Like, you're just going to let him give you a restraining order? <laughs> no, no, he was like. He was like, is this your fault, though? Like, Uh what were you doing that you got arrested? 
And so he's a little harsh on her. But then he is like, well, were you loving yourself while you were doing this? And she's like, yeah. And he is like, that's exactly what you should be doing. Like, congratulations. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how does this podcast know about this? The podcast I was listening to? Yes. Um, a Vanity Fair article came out about them. And then I think what, a few other recordings articles. recordings or something? How, how do there people, are some recordings. How do people know that, that he said all this? Uh, there were recordings of like these sessions. Wild. Yeah. I don't know who was recording them or like where they were accessible, but like it was bananas to listen to. So I was just kind of thinking about the like... This is a very extreme version of that, mm -hmm. but like people believing in twin flames, but not in a way that is like healthy. Like you think there's only one person that is your twin flame and you have to go meet them and like, I, I don't know. And the, and the belief that like, oh, it's not going to be perfect. And like, you guys are going to have to have some rocky experiences and then seeing these people who are just convincing themselves like that an abusive and toxic relationship is their twin flame. Like instead yeah. of like, oh, I am, <laughs> this isn't my twin flame at all. They're just triggering my attachment wounds and that's why I feel so drawn to them. That's, that's typically what it is. I don't think like, I, I, I don't think that there's like one soulmate for every person. No. I think there's a bunch and I don't think they're all people. Yeah. Like you, I think wait, you can wait. have pets that are your soulmate. Well, I don't think a soulmate is a romantic thing. Okay. Um, I think it can be, but I think like the friends that you have just like meaningful connections with where you understand each other mm -hmm. in ways that other people just don't. Um, and like the bonds that you have with your pets can be like soulmate connections. Mm -hmm. That's, those are, that's just what I believe. It's way, what I believe is less harmful. I don't know. No, it's just I, being I, a person. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> but I just wanted to one, tell that story, but two, I, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. I mean, it just seems so manipulative to to prey on people like that. I highly recommend listening to that podcast because mm -hmm. the way I I didn't even get into like the craziest details of it. Like when people weren't working out with their twin flames, they were like, well, that wasn't your real twin flame. Your real twin flame is is um in this class oh, with shit. us. Oh, no. And then this cl these classes are mostly women. You know, they turn these and, ladies gay. Yeah, he's like, well, so there's the divine feminine and the divine masculine, which is also like kind of problematic, but that's something I can get into later. <laughs> um, and then it's like, well, if you're representing like the Wait, divine masculine, what what are you? Yeah, um, you're the divine chungus. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> and I'm the divine fuck ass Bob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, they were like, well, some of you are more masculine and it doesn't matter if like you were born in like a female body, but oh, like, if you're representing the divine masculine, then that's like who you are. And then they're like, it's not a sin to be gay, whatever. So then they have these meetings with people and they're like, you're 
uh twin flame is actually this other woman and you're you're the one with the divine masculinity so then they started telling them that they needed to change their gender identity wait for realsies yeah they're like they were like you need to change your pronouns and how you look yes and there's this one woman who is just so deep into it and like so lost and lonely that she actually did she like changed her pronouns they made her cut her hair what the fuck what happened to her and she got out of it eventually Mm. she like did she sue i don't know that's a good question i don't think so but she like when she gets out of it like the the thing that made her realize that it was a cult because it is it's a cult and then when you tell jeff it's a cult he's like i'm not a cult this isn't a cult uh, but it really is um she could not make ends meet and needed to get another job mm-hmm. and then initially like her coach i'm doing air quotes yeah. was like i'll write a letter of recommendation for you and then the next day she was like actually I I don't think you should get another job because like this is the most important work that you're doing. And then Jesus is somewhere tied in there. And Jeff like claimed he was the reincarnation of Jesus. Oh my God. Because white Jesus looks like him. So this entire time Jesus was just Jeff. Wow. Um, Right in front of us. I know. Some white guy from Utah. Who'd have thought? I actually don't know if he's from Utah. Um, But she was like the fact that they like were they didn't even care about my well-being that was like the tipping point i Mm -hmm. think and then she was like i finally realized how much of myself i lost like getting sucked into this Mm -hmm. because i think it starts with like um it started out like just a regular dumb scam regular cult yeah just a regular dumb weird person that they could, they could just be from your high school like trying to do something weird. And then it slowly spiraled into this cult. And then uh, I looked at their YouTube page. I didn't watch any of their videos, but one of the titles of the videos is like, why is your twin flame blocking you on social media? <laughs> are they still active? Yes. Hmm. But they are like very, uh, they're very much like, this isn't a cult, but I think it is, and I'm sure I mean, weirder if, stuff's if gonna. If you have to tell people you're not a cult, that's not a great look. No. Well, and then he would s- send people like cult documentaries, and would be was he was essentially like, well, this is what a cult is, so get familiar with like what a cult is because that's not what this is. Hmm. And I don't know. <laughs> It was a very, very interesting podcast. I think it could have been trimmed down quite a bit, but it was a fun listen because you're just like, wow, indoctrination can really happen to anybody (laughs) about anything. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I don't know how to intro this story. I guess you were talking about some topics we could talk about, and one of them was was boyhood. Yeah, I I know that Amelia and I had talked about like the tween era and like basically the death of the tween era and like things that were part of girlhood. And I wanted to know what some boyhood things were. And yeah. I know you have a fun story. So I went to this summer camp called Camp Abnaki on Lake Champlain, uh, upstate New York. And it definitely defined boyhood. When If I, if I think <laughs> about that, I mean, it was just pure, unadulterated, chaotic boyhood. It was like Calvin and Hobbes in real life just for two weeks in the summer. Just it was chaotic a, puberty. Yeah, it was a sleepaway camp. It was... An only boys YMCA camp. I bet it smelled crazy. Um, I think that's before I could smell things, right? You know, I feel like <laughs> when do you start to develop a sense of memory smell of like, like bo? You, yeah, when you're. I don't think. I mean, I I started going to this camp in elementary school. I was probably in fourth or fifth grade the first year I went. So in my mind, that place smells like um, urine and bo. It was a pretty clean camp. Definitely acts on the weekends when we had the dance with the girls. Ooh, you had a dance with the girls. What uh-huh. was that like? That was the horniest See, thing you can imagine of all. Oh my time. god! Tell you didn't even tell me this part. This is the shit I love. It was lit. Just imagine, just like middle schoolers, uh, that have only been with boys for a week, and then it's like the girls' camp is coming over and we're having a dance. <laughs> So much axe and <laughs> hair gel and your best polo. What What's getting ready like? Oh, man. As a boy. Uh, again, the axe and the hair gel. Uh, Were you like looking good boys or? Yeah, I think so. Everyone, yeah. Uh, and then everyone was just way too awkward to try to like ask someone to dance. So was there any dancing? Oh, yes, there was. There's a lot of grinding. I was going to say, was there some awkward grinding Absolutely. happening? Absolutely. And then they would always do like some slow dances. And the like, grinding is just like moving your hips side to side. Yeah. Did you yep. ever partake in that? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> you like, hey, want to dance? Yeah, more or less. You're never going to see these people My again. watch is a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> it says boobs. <laughs> You got any of those? <laughs> um. Anyway, this camp was. Uh. Yeah, I went to it for five years, five summers in a row, and each summer I'd convince more of my friends to come with me. Um. And what's wild thinking back on it is it was like you know we we're these teens, preteens, being led by like an eighteen-year-old and then maybe like a twenty-year-old. So also children. Every, yeah. 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 Anyone under um, 26 is a child. Yeah. I me. think that we, you'd have a junior counselor that was probably 18 or 19 and then a senior counselor that was anywhere from like 22, 24, 25 max. Um, just in, a, in, in charge of a group of like eight to 10 kids. Um, and we got up to all sorts of hijinks, but one of the most... Uh, memorable things that they did was on the weekend they would have this ceremony to 
induct campers who had been there either five years or 10 years. So if, if it was your five year or 10 year mark. How many um, years did you go? Five. So okay. I at one point participated in this ceremony. <laughs> but what's wild to me is I was, I'm looking it up and it's, it is still on their website. Uh, um Let's see. What does it say here? Uh, we then have a chapel dinner um, before. So there's no older adults. There are. There's like the there's like the person in charge of the camp who's probably like forty. There were some nurses who were older. They were they were. There were real adults. Five to around. ten real adults, but there's hundreds of children. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then you want to put the eighteen and twenty year olds in charge of wrangling these exactly. groups of exactly of preteens and teenagers so we have chapel before dinner and then the nadokanak ceremony our campfire celebrating campers and staff that have been at the camp for five or ten years they don't go into any detail of what that ceremony is so this okay. is this is what happens so <laughs> it's 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 now dark um uh like I don't, it's nighttime yeah it's nighttime um and uh, well, I'll, I'll start from the perspective of just watching this first. And at like a, a first year, second year person. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're like led through the woods to this like uh, kind of remote part of the camp. So the camp's on a lake and um, a, a huge lake, not like a pond. Some people call it ponds, lakes, and that bothers me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like me. <laughs> yes. Oh, look at that lake. That is a pond. Um, um yeah, they, it's kind of this peninsula, so like a little point, you know, surrounded by water, and there's a big fire pit in the middle. So you're all like marched out there, and you're sat around this fire pit. Um, huge fire gets lit, um, so like illuminating this area, and then um, this counselor who leads the ceremony gets carried into this area on. It's a chair that then has poles attached to the bottom. So there's four men. Uh, or you I mean guess, teenage bo- boys? Teenage boys. The ca- they were counselors oh, okay. carrying this older counselor in. It, and is this the same counselor every time that's carried in on the chair? Yes. This okay. this is this is a known counselor. Um, his name's Shane. Um, and Shane was like one of the cool counselors. He had like a tongue piercing and like a mohawk. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely. He sounds like type. Sid. <laughs> Yes, imagine if Sid a grown grew up, up Sid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um except that these counselors are wearing nothing but a belt and a towel used as a loincloth and are have body paint on like uh like whatever the appropriation of like Native American war paint is. <laughs> okay, so they like painted and just wearing so you got uh they had a belt around their waist and then a, a towel tucked up into that as a loincloth. Nothing else. Yeah. So wait. So is it tucked like a almost like a diaper or yes. it's just like uh, front? A, almost like a diaper. So it goes it's in in front over the belt uh, down and around your gooch and balls uh, and back up with the other side. Okay. I, I see. Yeah. Um, And then... Everyone else who has already been there for five years or older also comes in wearing the same garb, um, and that kind of line up behind him. And then all. What the, if you didn't bring a belt? Yeah, I, no, I don't know. 
Yeah, you're holding <laughs> your towel. Um, and then the new kids that are being inducted uh, are marched in, also wearing this. And then what they do is they make these kids do these different like challenges in front of the whole camp. So the only one that I remember is you would be in a push-up position in front of another kid that was like that and you're just trying to knock that kid's arms out from under them (laughs) (laughs) until you just like face plant in the dust this is so lord of the flies it's literally like lord of the flies i like that they also mention this on their website but then they don't explain like yeah and then we do all this weird shit yeah and then we haze the teenagers uh for the camp's entertainment (laughs) Um, and then anytime something happens, like let's say you knock a kid into the dust, the Shane would go, it is good. And then the whole camp would chant, it is good along with him. That is so burned into my brain that it's pretty rare that I hear someone say it is good, but it's hard for me not to like pound the ground and it is good. yell that at the top of my voice. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what do they do if you've been there for 10 years? What's that? Um, I think it's similar. Ceremony. I don't remember if I ever saw someone be inducted into 10 years, if they do some crazier shit. But um, yeah, then at the end, uh they give everyone like a handful of flour but they tell you it's like magic dust and you throw it into the fire and it explodes and that was really cool (laughs) flour is really flammable um and then so my fifth year i went there yeah i was inducted into this weird cult i i I, I mean it's not a cult because you don't do anything afterwards you just get hazed i mean barely hazed it's like a fraternity yeah, it was weird that adults were having children um, wear nothing but a towel. And, and it's not like a towel wrapped around your waist. This was way more to degrading. Me, to me, it's insane that there were real adults yes. that were yes. there that were like, It would be one thing have if, fun. if this just happened at a high school. But yeah. no, they were, it was high school kids and younger being led by like 20 year olds being supervised by like a handful of 40 year olds yeah yeah um yeah so (laughs) this is like the epitome of like well boys will be boys (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're gonna be fucking weird um yeah so got all like face painted up did that whole thing and then it was a tradition afterwards that anyone who was inducted into this would then streak back to their cabin oh so I'm running through this field naked, uh, dead of night, and um, did you feel free? Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 probably like thirteen or fourteen. I'm not thinking this is weird. Uh huh. Um, and then I ran. Well, also, if everyone around you is like doing it yeah. and it's normal, what else are you gonna do in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta get naked with your boys. Yeah. Um, and run through a field yeah so i was running through a field and then i ran it was dark i couldn't see anything i ran straight into this picket fence (laughs) that was like waist height and because it hit me like right in the center of gravity i just did like a front flip over this fence (laughs) (laughs) and then i like sheepishly like scuttled back to my cabin i don't know how i got my maybe i was holding my clothes i don't remember yeah um and then the really this is a fun very part coming of age. is that uh, uh, a few weeks after summer ends, <sighs> all our parents 
come to us and go, hey, so like, was there a counselor named Shane that like, was he, did he, did anything weird happen with Shane? And we were like, he's a weird dude. We're like, not really. Why? I mean, like he gave us like hairy hugs and which is when Shane comes up to you and goes, hairy hug. And then he takes his shirt and like puts it over you. So you're now under his shirt and then like gives you a big hug because he was really hairy. And you're like, haha, oh, gross, Shane. Um, yeah, so uh, I didn't remember that happening at the time of my parents asking if anything had weird happened to us. But I was like, no, like Shane was just, I don't know, weirdo. But nothing like weird happened with Shane. Turns out that Shane got arrested for exposing himself to children at a playground. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm so glad I didn't get diddled by Shane. <laughs> Well, so then didn't it eventually come out that he like was also weird at the camp? I mean, the that wouldn't hugs be surprising. Thing, the Harry Hugs thing was the only thing that I knew of or experienced. Yeah. Well, because now that I'm thinking about it, you you know, you have this guy who is a fucking creep mm-hmm. now like corralling these teenage children yeah teenage preteen boys in a fake loincloth diaper and then some of them streak afterwards yeah i wonder whose idea that was it's probably shane's (laughs) i listen if your name is shane i'm really sorry but i have never met like a cool shane i've never met like a normal shane is they're always creepy in some way. Mm. And I dated a Shane. So, and he was very creepy when I think about it now. Damn. Yeah. In the same way. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a, a lot more boyhood stories from that camp, but none of them are. As are, exciting yeah. as. Or just creepy. It is good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Meanwhile, I'm in theater camp. Mm-hmm. Where we are doing um, weird body movements with masks on that have what? a strange expression. Oh, okay. That's what I did in mm. theater camp. And then sometimes we'd make up, we'd have a musical theater class and you'd have to make a song with a group. That's fun. Uh, I built a whole suit of armor out of cardboard at Camp Abnaki. <laughs> it's like crowning achievement. <laughs> uh, we would catch frogs and then uh, bring them to the arts and crafts. If you tell me you hurt these frogs, I'm going to be We didn't upset. hurt the frogs, but that's how we fed the fish in the fish tank. So no. The fish got to eat. That, but then why wouldn't you just feed them fish food? Because fish food isn't free i don't know why would why would you give them the frogs because the the fish loved the frogs you know how much i love frogs why would you tell me this we can cut this out (laughs) i'm gonna leave it in one fish one frog escaped from a fish a fish that was too small tried to eat this frog and then the frog like poked its head out from this fish's mouth and then like crawled out and swam away (laughs) you're interfering with nature yeah. By feeding the frogs to these fish. Well, no, the the fish were caught in the lake. They were going to eat the frogs anyway. We just ex, uh, 
you know, <laughs> made this whole ha- happen in front of our faces. Also, I guess I never really considered that fish will eat frogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In my mind, fish just eat little giblets at the bottom <laughs> of the <laughs> water. <laughs> they just, you know, eat little junk. Mm-hmm. And even though I know that's not true, for some reason, that's just what I always assumed. They eat little bugs. Little kernels. Yeah. Yeah. And frogs. Flies. Frogs. Other fish. Toes. Wow. It's a fish eat frog world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other boyhood experiences or oh, just got- just things that are like maybe like universal boyhood? Yeah, I feel like uh, playing with fire and then having ex- like literally playing with fire and then having an experience where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's really dangerous. <laughs> um, what else? beating the shit out of your other friends with each other just like getting in a pillow fight <laughs> we just used <laughs> to wrestle all the time yeah <laughs> you just like have a feather pillow and just use it like a boxing glove and just go to town <laughs> on each other <laughs> or if anyone had those like hulk hands you remember those yeah hulk hands those fucking hurt uh, as you're talking about these things i'm like remembering when my brother would have sleepovers and just hearing it sounded like <laughs> when cats are wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Just. <laughs> and then, but then they, it would like go on for so long. I remember like they would be awake, like dicking around when I had to work in the morning. <laughs> well, and then like that. Yeah. They weren't old enough to have a job. Wait, your brother's only two years younger than you. Yeah. So, so when I was like, um, like 16 to 18. He's old enough to have a job if you're 16 or 18. No, I was. Yeah. Well, if he was 16. No, if he was 14, you got a job. No, not yes. not in Vegas. No. Well, in New not York, legally. They put my 14 ass to work. What were you doing? Cleaning dishes. Flipping burgers. I They should not have allowed me to cook. That's That was illegal <laughs> for sure. I don't think there was anything that we could legally do besides like work at a snack bar before age 16 all right i think this is a good place to end okay um do you want to sing the exit song we make it up um no make up a song um i don't like singing especially on mic (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right bye bye (laughs) i feel like i have to sing otherwise the people will be disappointed. Okay. We love you, our children. <laughs> Party pooper. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>